Today is Monday, February 13, 2023. It's day 767 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Hawley, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Justice in Jeopardy. We've got a great show today, a couple calls from inside of the D.C. jail, and that includes a call from Jessica Watkins, who will be discussing what she saw after Ryan Samsel was brutally beaten by the guards. Gosh, it's been it's been quite a while now. That was back in the spring of 2021 after they were first put in there. We also uh, caught up with Chris Quaglin, who has been moved into D.C. and come out of gen pop quarantine and been moved in with the rest of the guys in the C2B pod. So we'll start with that. But uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, we've got a a few of the guys being moved around. Three or four of the guys were moved out of Northern Neck last night. They're still in transit, so we don't know where they're going to end up. And Barry Ramey has been moved out of Lewisburg, and he had a hearing this morning, so he may end up in Alexandria or in D.C. as well. So we'll keep you posted on that. We're going to start off with Chris Quaglin, and here he is. Well, hello, Mr. Quaglin. How are you? going well okay so you are now in well you've been in the dc jail in in gen pop or in uh quarantine where were you i was in quarantine um and i was classified as dc the other day sixers are and then they gave me a cellmate that was a non-day sixer and um he was fine but it was just what are you doing, guys? Like, what are you, what, what are you guys doing? So now you're going to give me another another selfie. Uh, and he was a lovely, uh, a lovely individual. He was actually homeless. Um, but um, you know, he didn't smell. That was good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, it was we had a great time. Um, I don't know if they put him with me because. He would be okay um, because he was gay. So, you know, obviously we didn't have any issues. Uh, he uh, after yeah, after four or five days of being together, he came out as gay. <laughs> there was no laundry service the first week. Uh, Joe and John, my lawyers, uh, filed this long thing um, and was like, "Hey, there's this, there's this, there's this." There was no soap. There was no there was no water, hot water for the first five days. Um, that was super. Yeah, the guys over in uh, C2B were, were going through that, too, with no hot water. Yeah, there was, there was no hot water for the first three days, and then they locked us down 24 hours a day for, for over the weekend. It was at the really cold weekend uh, last weekend, I think, where um, there was, like, it, it pretty much felt like they were they had the AC on, even though it was, like, 19 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a great experience. Um and then uh, they fed me cream of wheat. As of this morning, they fed me cream of wheat. But don't worry, it's gluten-free cream. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> cream of gluten. Oh. Last night. That's where we are now. But I am over here now with the other guys. How was that? Was that just a great a great reunion for you with some of those guys? Cool. I Still cool, but everyone's still, you know, you know, 
things are, I'm sure people are talking behind my back and stuff. And, you know, why is he back here? And whatever. I haven't heard anything at all. And, and I talked to, I talked to those guys. I mean, people looked at me and they were like, holy shit, you lost a lot of weight. And I was like, yeah, yeah. this is after a month of a jar of peanut butter every day. Yeah, like I gained 50 pounds because of unhealthy stuff again, but I don't care. I just needed to put some baby fat on just so I could have some energy. My body could process energy, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and that so, was that was what I heard from the guys inside. Yeah, when it, when the guys when the guys reached out to me, uh, I said, "Is Quaglin made it over there yet?" And and they were like, um, "Yeah, he is so skinny." Yeah, and that's with me putting putting like I said at least ten pounds on because I came into this into I got when I came into DC, I was one sixty eight. I think I got weighed in that. Um, I was down to one fifty five in Northern X, so I put on thirteen pounds. So, wow. Um, yeah, thank you for that. I know uh, me and, and your family and friends and supporters out here um, are feeling relieved that, that you're in there with the guys. Um, and, uh, you know, that also means that uh, visitation is on the table for you. Yeah. they Well, they put me in Northwest or North One first after I talked to a lieutenant after he said, don't worry about it. You're going to be taken care of and you're not going to get moved there. And after there was a sergeant who was like, what, you think you're special? You're not getting, you're not going over to, uh, uh, you know, yeah. It's like this giant thing, let's screw with the January Sixers and let's put them in set pop and then let's get them right stabbed, which, no joke, I swear, you know, I write everything down. Um, that's the first thing that they said. They were like, oh, you know, um, you know, one of your boys got stabbed here like last year. And like I don't know whether it was just like a, a like a let's screw with them or not, but like come on, dude. like first thing, it's not like I'm coming right off of the street. I've been I've been in with how many jails? Eight jails now. Like come on, you're not gonna scare me. Yeah, and, yeah. And if you're gonna stab me, then let's get it on because I guarantee you, it's not gonna be a one-sided, you know, fight. That uh, threat or whatever you want to call it uh, was made by an inmate or a, or a guard. Uh, inmate. Okay. But in front of the guards. Yeah, and and that was that was before you made it in there to the C two B pod. Yeah. They don't care. But yeah, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to like you know walk around and not have to. It's weird. You, you got your buddies, and yeah, and is. And as much as, you know, in any normal situation with a with a group of guys, there's there's going to be, you know, people who don't like each other or, or have beefs with each other for whatever reason. But when it comes down to it, you guys have each other's back, uh, you know, when it comes to the guards or. Yes, exactly. No shanking, no shanking going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's nice knowing you're in, in a safer place, like I said. And uh, so, tell me, tell me what the food situation is in there. The food situation? Yes. Uh, well, I got I got fed uh, gluten free cream uh, of wheat this morning. Right. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's where we're at with it right now. But they did start giving uh, gluten free bread because they were giving uh, gluten free flour tortillas. Um, which I'm going to go with everyone 
something. Um, so yes, they were flour tortillas that were not. <laughs> But yeah. I was told that they were corn tortillas. Um, they were not. I was yeah. told that you know the the, the grits were gluten free. They are not gluten free, even though they are corn. They are not gluten free. The oatmeal was gluten free. The oatmeal is not gluten free. Um, and then they started giving me this this um, this uh, um, gluten free bread. So I was like, oh, finally, you know, they got, you know, for lack of, excuse my French, put their head out of their ass then. Um, so that's great. Now I can eat. And they gave me potatoes last night that were sliced that I said, you know, please make sure you check about these. And I wrote this this list and I was like, hey, check about this, check about this, check about this, check about this. And um, they were, I was told a week and a half ago, they want that. They didn't eat that. They know how to do their job. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, great. So I ate the potatoes last night, and I was hard. I'm still sick right now. Don't be, you know, I like my stomach is still blown up. It's still swelled up. I had horrible pains last night, mm. um, which happened within an hour. That's when it happens. Yeah. You know, and I knew instantly. Oh. You know, I'm running to the bathroom, and I'm like, yeah, this is not not good. Yeah, hopefully we'll be and be able to get you at least enough good commissary over there. You think maybe? As soon as I get past the the the, the guys, so the guys hooked me up. The guys gave me a ton of uh, a ton of um, 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 rice and stuff. So the guys, all the guys, really really like helped me out a lot. Um, so I have a ton of rice, and as soon as I get past the 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 fifty dollar spending limit, which is going to happen, I think next Monday. Um, then I'll be fine because I can get a bunch of fish. And, and they guys give me a ton of fish, too. Brandy was going to go over and, and put some money on your books. Yeah, and, and I came with some money, and then some people put money on my books, and I have, I, it, it's awesome. So thank you. Um, Excellent. Okay. As soon as I can actually spend more than, you know, 50 bucks, but you're, you're in this temporary $50 a week thing. What, what's know, their I'm reasoning sure. behind that? Do they have a certain a specific reasoning behind the $50? I don't know. It's like a your first week or two weeks. I don't know why. But so what they do yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. I mean, don't get me like. Come on, guys. Three hots in a cot, which I understand now. It's those rules. It's two hots in a cot. But come on, guys. Like you put me here again. Like. Again, you're putting me in the same jail. You have one minute remaining. I know that uh, the the sleeping situation, because of um, issues you have with your back, pretty serious issues, was was really bad at Rappahannock. Uh, how is it there? My back. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm. So I'm supposed to go see the chronic care doctor. Chronic doctor. Um. I've been doing my exercises, and but I did. They they did let me my shoes that rabbit Hattic did not let me have okay. with special impulse so they allowed me to keep them when I got here so those have been helping oh good but yeah I mean yeah, I mean it's it's jail but you're not going to get a silly posture reading but it's yeah hopefully I'll get my second mat and then you know but yeah. we'll we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what, what's going on discovery I think that's where we were um discovery Got left Rappahannock. Oh, um, yeah, that's great. 
sold them and they didn't want to go get it out of my property. So got left there. Did anything else get left behind? Were you able to get to, to bring all your notes or anything like that? My notes yeah, my notes were marked short um, uh, that I, I think they were kind of I, I don't know why I got moved. I think they it was their doing. We'll see. You told me about the conversation you had when you when you got to see the doctor, which was a ridiculous fail and uh as far as uh having a you know, a medical provider who's going to listen to you and uh, give you any kind of help on, on the serious issues that you've had uh, long-term and ongoing. Um, He had made a comment to you about, uh, well, you aren't going to be in here long. Looking back on that comment, do you think uh, that he knew you were going to be moved? I think so. I think it was, so that's, that's one of two two things. Like either A, there, you know, I'm not going to give away, the, car, the doctor's one thing, right? I, I really don't care about him because um, I've heard horrible things about him and now I've really started to believe him. But um, anyway, um, I'm not going to give up any of the other guys because there, there were some guys there that worked there that, that really tried to help me out. Um, so I'm not going to really divulge any of the conversations I had with them. But it was kind of like, hey, they, they were kind of pushing me like, hey, listen, get on it. When are you getting into court? When are you get to the court? Like, you know, like, get to court now. Now, were they saying you need to get to court to get out of our hair? Or were they saying you need to get to court because you're not going to be here long? I don't know. Huh. Um, That's interesting. You know, so I, I don't know which way it was going to go. So, you know, they got sick of me and the powers that be over there just told me to get out. Or I wasn't supposed to be there that long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All I know is that McFadden dragged, dragged us. And then literally, I mean, come on, he knows, he knows McBride. So uh, that our audience knows, um, McFadden is your judge. Yes, McFadden is my judge. Hey, Waglin. It's at Rappahannock Jail. Rappahannock Jail doesn't have internet access. Um, you know, uh, Brian Nichols got got sent home because he was at Rappahannock Jail. So the the government should have gotten maybe a week to respond to this, and then and, and then we would have responded and said, "No, we need to get to court immediately." That kind of sounds to me, Chris, like. Uh... They were like, you know what? Uh, we don't want to have to let him out uh, for the same reason that that Ryan Nichols got let out, which is uh, not being able to access discovery, which is uh, part of your constitutional rights. So they decided, you know, what, let's just move him out of there and then not give him his discovery to take with him so that he can view it over there. So it's just going to be prolonged for him to be able to get his discovery in D.C., Yep, and that's why they brought me back to D.C., because I needed to access to evidence.com. Only facility that has access to evidence.com. But the problem is, even after I get my discovery, which all the guys over here have the same issues, but you get your discovery, it's a clickable discovery, meaning that you get a discovery with an email, let's just say, right, for lack of a better word. And then you go and you click into the email and it's like, okay, hey, and then there's a link. Okay, hey, here's your this, here's the this, here's the this, here's the this. 
Well, you go to click on it and you don't have any access to the internet. So what's it going to do? It's going to bring up the web page that is not accessible because you don't have internet to get to that web page. Not just me. So, and, and my, and my discovery is already two terabytes and it's pictures and a couple of videos and this and that. And it doesn't have any of these links. It doesn't have any of these things. So we're not really getting full discovery here. Um, we're not getting the discovery anywhere unless you're home and you can actually access this thing, you know, with internet access. And because it brings you to, I guess, secure websites that, you know, you click onto it and then it brings you to that secure website that has the picture, that has the document, that has the this, that has the that. So we're still, even, even after this, even after I get here, I'm still not going to be able to see my whole discovery. Um, now we have, I don't even know when my trial is set. I know it's April. I don't even know what day. And uh, now we're not going to be ready. And it's crazy. It's again, now it's a whole thing. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. It's, it's absolutely unconstitutional, 100%. I mean, you know the, the the way that I've gotten dragged, and and not just me; it's it's everyone. But Chris, is this your is this your eighth move? New Jersey arrested, brought to Essex County, Essex County to Oklahoma, Oklahoma two weeks over to DC, uh, jail to DC, yeah, yeah, for a month or something to uh, oh, Lewisburg. Lewisburg for two months, over to Alexandria, Alexandria for a week and a half, over to Northern Neck, Northern Neck for uh, uh, a year and let's call it a week, uh, to Rappahannock, Rappahannock, call it a month and a half, and then back over to here. I counted nine with what you said. Um, so uh, how long has it been since you were in D.C. for the first time? Call it 18 months. 18 months. So how many of the guys are still in there? who were in there when you were there. Do you know? Uh, there's 24 of us, give or take, here now. Right. There's probably 12. Okay. So you got some new friends over there now. A couple, couple of new guys, yep. This, this lack of discovery is a huge issue. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's got to be forth. Uh, it's got to be brought, up, brought forth uh, to Congress. We do have a... Um, a subcommittee that we're very focused on working with right now. And um, I'm, I'm not going to get specific into that right now, but uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of hope with this and there's a lot of reasons why uh, this subcommittee is, is really going to be the one that uh, could, could really make things happen. It needs to happen. But like we talked about um, a long time ago, when I got locked up in Northern Atkins, the guy that there was from England, or he was from the States and then he was over in England and then he got brought back over here, actually back over here. And he goes, oh, in England, you know, if, if, if you're pre-trial and they decide that they need to hold on to you because you're such a dangerous person, that they need to hold on to you and that they don't want to let you with an ankle monitor or whatever stay at home, then they have to pay for, or they do pay, or, you know, your, your rent or your mortgage, your mortgage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we did have that conversation. Or, please keep research on that, because I know the guy told me he had no reason to lie to me, but if you can, look it up. Um, 
Yeah, I did. I did bring that up pretty quickly after we we talked about that, which, you know, gosh, I don't know if that was uh, more than a month ago, but you and I had that conversation and I did bring it up with uh, a great Patriot civil attorney who's who's been working for um, just uh, for uh, he's got a few J6 clients, but he's also uh, just, you know, really wanting to to be a part of of fighting for for all the J6ers. And uh, I know he started to look into it. And uh, but I that's something I need to bring back up with him to see if he ever found anything out. Yeah, because I mean, they, like I said, it's not. The guy had no reason to lie about it. Yeah. But he said, he said, you are pretrial. He goes, because at least then, if you were found not guilty, then you don't have to, the, the whole point was, then you don't have to sue the, the government for damages and this and that. It's cheaper in the long run for that. But we've also got people who are getting um things like social security removed which is uh, apparently normal when you're incarcerated uh you you get social security removed um but uh you know other things that are being removed uh va things um so uh, that are not supposed to be removed that that uh, people like angel harrison have had to fight for for her husband and uh so uh you know the, this a lot of this we're we're learning as as we go uh how the system works how the uh the BOP the prison system works uh all of this you know it's been a, it's been a crash course a lot of research and uh, we have learned so much about how horrific our prison systems are in this country horrible and it's not even it's not even i don't so you know more than me but i wouldn't even say it's the prison system but it's the jail system yeah, I mean, the prison system messed up. Don't get me wrong, but it's the jail system that's messed up. Yeah, but we're dealing with it's both, Chris. It's both because we're having people now who are you know who are done with their sentencing and they're going in to serve, and uh, it, it, yeah, we're learning a lot there. It's still, it's still. So that's why I said you would know more than me. I only know about the jail system, but then I, you know, um, it is it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It, it's insane. We, and I've been saying this for years, for now years, right? Or a year and a half, at least two years almost. America's better than this. Like, we really are. Um, we need to be. Like, we're supposed to be the top dog in the world, right? Well, we need to be. We, this this has to be fixed. This has to uh, not just for J sixers, not just for you know. It's not a J six problem. It's been a problem for a long time. Yeah, it's going to continue to be a problem. Hopefully, like I said, the only thing that I've tried to do is um, try to expose as much of it as possible because the things that I have. That I have, you have, and I know when I say I, it's not me, but it's us. The thing that we have, we have uncovered as a group, um, it's it's just it's horrific. Yeah. Um, it's it's and it's it's been happening, especially with the private jail. Um, in Virginia, I can testify to that. They get away with they get away with murder. And you have one minute remaining. Um, they, they yeah, yeah. If it happens, 
we're better than that. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Chris. I'm so glad that uh, you're back in there, as I said, uh, even though uh, I'm sure when you first were in there, you you wanted to get the heck out. But, um, you know, I'm sure being surrounded by these guys again and uh, knowing that you can have family visitation coming up is 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 pretty huge. Well, we're we're going to we're going to using global telling. Bye, Chris. You have read several of the letters to me that you've gotten. There's, there's one that really stands out, and uh, that is a letter that you received from Ryan Samsell. I'm not sure if you know what the feds did, did to me, how they assaulted me, broke my skull, nose, eye socket, and caused blood clots and loss of sight. I was beaten twice, once in D.C. jail, where I almost lost my life. The second time in Warsaw, Virginia, I am to be kept away from other J6ers because I tell them, don't quit, fight. So I was moved to complete lockdown 24-7 in a high-rise in Philadelphia. No phone, no visits. Trump spoke about how I was beaten and never gave in, and I won't, ever. We cannot quit. Do people not see our country is under attack? We must get it out. How far is it going to go? I'm unable to let the public know what has happened to me. It is true. I'm sure you can look it up somewhere. I don't feel sorry for myself. Not at all. I'm glad you enjoy the simple things. I'm glad people remember me. I ask you never quit. Have zero fear. I ask only one thing that I get support letters to my judge, who is Judge Cobb in D.C., that I get bonds to get medical treatment, please, and I pray for you. Please, never believe what the media says. They truly lie. It's sick. Thank you. If you write the other J6 guys, tell them Ryan Samsel said they're trying to hide me and put words in my mouth. I love all you guys. And never quit. Fight. Godspeed. Brian Samsel. They took my sight and health and everything, but my soul is God. Stay strong, my friends. Please stay in touch and know I don't give up. And I go through this for people like you. Honest Jess Watkins is back with us today, calling from inside the D.C. jail. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty well. You wanted to... Uh, Give us an account of your witness of uh, what happened with Ryan Samsell um, over inside uh, the C2B pod area, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I was, I was there for that. Uh, this, this happened in the middle of the night, is that correct? Uh, correct, yeah. Um, they came at like, I don't know, it's like 2.30 at night. Um, I remember sitting an officer walking by myself. Um, he was like wearing all tactical gear, like... He had his body armor on. He was wearing a ski mask and stuff. And it really stuck out to me because he had these like bundles. He had like a um, carabiner on his on his gear with like a ton of zip ties on it. Like well, that's really weird. What's this guy doing? And um, you know, he had corrections real big on the back of his vest, and he was just like walk by. Like I was up listening to my radio to um, on conservative talk radio, they have red eye radio. I was listening to red eye radio and I seen him walk by and I got up and I looked and I was like, what is this guy doing? And he paced back and forth and he came back and I asked him, you know, like, you know, what time is it? He was like, he had like a real heavy, like, um, 
African accent, and he, he's like, I think it was like two thirty or whatever. And I was like, okay. And I just remember looking at looking at him like, what is this guy doing? And uh, and then the next morning, um, Michael Curzio was uh, in CQB at the time. He was another January sixth, and he's like. Jack, you have to come look at Ryan. I'm like, what's going on there? Like, they just tied him to beat him in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh! And yeah, it, it blew my mind. Um, and then I, I went down to his cell. They had moved him. I want to say he was like in, in cell four because it was in the middle of the unit. But they had moved him down all the way down to the end into uh, cell twenty four. And uh, it was like way off camera in the corner of the unit. They were like, they, I guess he was like, yeah, they told me I had a legal visitor medical or something like that. And uh, they told me to turn around. I thought they were going to handcuff me. They didn't time me. They brought me down here. And then uh, he was like, yeah, they came in and they zip tied him. And, and they just, three of them took the beat on him. I didn't see the other two. I just saw the guy with the zip tied. When you saw the that guard that you described, was that when he was leaving afterward? No, that was when he was. That's when he was on his way to Ryan. Right. What kind of shape was Ryan in? He was. I mean, the only way I've been able to describe his head was it looked like an alien. Like it was so swollen and black. His face was like so puffy. It didn't. It didn't even look like human. Like his eyes were like, like buried in his head. Like they were like slits. Like. He, like, he couldn't open his eyes. And he was trying to, but he was kind of, like, slurring his speech, too. And um, he was like, no, I'll be all right, or whatever. And I was like, dude, you look terrible. Like, you look really, really bad. Like, and he was trying to tough it out. But, like, I don't know. He ended up going to medical, and, and then we never saw him again. Did it look like most of the beating was to his head? His face was like a human face anymore oh my gosh and this was this was pretty soon after the beating that you that you saw him this is yeah first thing the next morning so i had morning wreck that that day and so like it had to been like nine o'clock so i would imagine it was like maybe five hours later wow so, do you do you know how 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 he was found and who was the other person that you said was in there michael Michael Curzio, yeah. Michael Curzio. Did Michael, Michael is the one that found him? Yeah, well, I, I think so. Yeah. Michael's the one who came to grab me. As soon as, like, as, as, soon as we started, right, he's like, Jeff, 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 come here, come here, come here. we got to go talk to Brian. And I thought he was at his original cell, and they had moved him all the way to the far end. Oh. Um, which is in this little undercut area, so they have, like, the top tier and the bottom tier. And we were all in the bottom tier. There was nobody on the top tier yet at this time. Yeah, and, uh, the stairs and there's like little landing up there, and it like in the shadows. I ended up moving into cell twenty four myself. Actually, I'm not going to move private. Yeah, like a trans woman gave me an opportunity to like change and stuff without people dropping by myself and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, it was terrible. And was this the first time you guys had had seen any any of this like extreme violence from the guards? That was that was the first time. Yeah. Do you remember when that was? Oh, it was super early after we got there. So I spent two weeks in quarantine in a uh, cell block that was adjacent to it. Right. Uh, I got there February 10th. So I would have been moved into B2B. Like the 24th, 25th, something like that. Yeah. And it was it was pretty soon after that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Bingo Barnett was, uh, Richard Barnett was still there. The guy who put a seat on Nancy Pelosi's desk. He was still there. And he, was, he told us what happened afterwards at the hospital. Like, how they had to remove his eye and all that. Oh. Wow. What, what did he describe? What did Big O describe? Uh, he just said that that Ryan lost one of his eyes and he was blind in the other one. I, I didn't get as Big O was there much longer. But, um, and how did he know that? I'm not really sure. Okay. But that was uh, that was after Ryan was already taken out of the whole facility? Correct. Yeah. Okay. They did a little, like, uh, not a great investigation. They asked me a couple questions and I basically told them what I told you. Mm-hmm. And then we never heard anything else. Wow. Um, the only other thing I remember is Ryan said it was something about toilet paper. He was like, he wanted toilet paper. So he asked for toilet paper and, and, and that was what he got? Apparently. Wow. It's just, it's, it's horrific. And, and, uh, you know, we have all been, um, you know, fighting for Ryan as much as we can. Um, but it's just been so difficult to get him the medical help he needs. And, uh, we know that after this, he, he was moved into Northern Neck and he was beaten twice over there. Um, and they strap him into a chair over there. And, and apparently there's a Virginia law that, um, you know, if they use this chair, they're only allowed to leave him in it for four hours. And, and he was left in it for, you know, at least 12 hours at one point. Um, and, uh, that, that being strapped in and being beaten, uh, has resulted in blood clots all over his body. Um, and, and the loss of the use of one of his arms as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he has asked everybody to write to his judge, uh, judge Gia, to, um, you know, ask for him to get the medical help he needs. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just awful. You mentioned that, uh, the guard had a strong African accent was, is this, uh, we, we've heard that there's, uh, maybe Nigerian guards in there. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of guards here that are from, from Africa. Mm-hmm. They come here to get on the work team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's bad it, it is bad you know of of all the um abuses these these beatings um and the lack of of any kind of um response uh yeah. you know is is just awful yeah what? and that's not the only one um so uh, well, I want to say it was September 17th or 18th of 2021. We had uh, protests in the Capitol. They put the fencing up, called it the National Guard. But little support for the January 16th. And uh, they came through our unit like six in the morning, all wearing tactical gear. They had dogs, and they were wearing body armor. And they were like, they had Billy clubs and stuff. They were ready, like they were ready for like. It <laughs> felt like they were ready for war. Wow. Uh, and so they came through the unit. They woke somebody up and said, Grab mattress, go, go, go. And they dragged us out. And so whenever the guards target us, whenever they start facing people or attacking people, whatever, we sing the national anthem. That's our, like, our form of rebellion. We just, one of us start singing the national anthem and then everybody's singing it. And, uh, so we started singing the national anthem. They take us out of our bunks. We're singing the national anthem. They dragged us down into like this basement area. And, uh, they told us, you know, shut the F up, stop singing that, blah, da, 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 da. And 
most of us, we just like, we just stopped, you know, we just did what we were told, we just stopped doing. And Jake Lang kept singing, and they grabbed him by the neck, and they pushed him against the wall, and they just beat the living crap out of him. Oh, wow. After singing the national anthem. Yeah. Well, a peaceful protest getting uh, aggressive behavior in response. Sounds sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the the more we the more we get the truth out there about this and, and the more that we can get to our Congress members who uh, now seem to be paying some attention. Um, you know, I think that the faster we we put an end to it all and, and uh, wake enough people up that uh, Americans start standing up um, by the thousands as they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know, but any Congress can pass some kind of law, better oversight into these these facilities. Uh, yeah, did not happen behind closed doors and then just be swept under the rug. No, we definitely need a change in the whole prison system. Um, and I believe our country is the only democratic country in the world that does not have an outside oversight for uh, the prison systems. They're policing themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that uh, that you were eventually moved out of there to, uh, you know, a, a different area where, uh, you know, the, the guards act a little differently uh, than than they did in there with, uh, you know, targets. Pauline Bauer, who's another senior defendant, both of us have been targeted. They come in here and they surgically strike ourselves. And, you know, they'll go through our legal paperwork and, you know, they, they targeted us specifically and they turn ourselves upside down, um, yank us out of bed, strip search us. Nobody gets strip searched on a shakedown. Nobody. Like, yeah. you pack you down and make sure you don't have anything, but they strip searched us and like, you know, yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it still happens over on the women's unit. Now that I'm alone, I'm the only January 6th It's only happened one time. Went home. You have one minute remaining. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is a night day difference. Yeah, it is, and you know, for Ryan, it, he seems very specifically targeted. Um, as as this not only happened uh, there, but twice in in Northern Neck, and in the lack of medical care, it really seems like they're trying to get rid of him. You know. I have suspicions about that. Yeah. Seeing who Ryan Sample is and, you know, Ray Epps and all that. But. Yeah, exactly. Having Ray Epps whisper in your ear and uh, that picture being everywhere and uh, the video and all that. So, um, you know, well, we're just going to have to keep praying for Ryan and, and praying for justice in this case. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you, Jess, coming back and, and uh, sharing this story with us. And uh, we will talk to you more again soon because I know there's uh, several topics that we uh, we plan to, to cover. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for covering this. Brian. Thank you. Thank you for using Global Telling. Thanks so much for being here with us today for Justice and Jeopardy. Be sure to like the episode, share it, subscribe to my channel. And don't forget, we're also on audio podcast platforms now. You can find a link to where you can find all of those platforms down in the description below. And you can also find me on Locals and on Podbean. You can support this podcast by buying some amazing honey from makehoneygreatagain.com and use the code MEL for Mel. 
supporting our affiliates helps us to continue to provide you with great information and to expand our distribution. Tune in every night for a live stream of the DC Gulag Vigil, and you can find that via our website, a4justice.org. At the vigil, we receive calls that we broadcast from the guys inside the jails, other J6 defendants, and people in the J6 community. We also pray, do the Pledge of Allegiance, and we sing the national anthem with them at 9 p.m. nightly. You can also sing with them and video yourself and promote that to bring awareness to the J6 defendant's plight and to return patriotism to this country. You can find out more about that on sing4freedom.us. I'm going to be changing it up a little bit and just having podcasts on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That will free up my time a little bit to do some more research projects, uh, be in DC, more on the Hill, in the courtroom, and uh you know, do all those things that that we that we need to be doing to to help our our defendants. We'll see you back here on Wednesday, and remember to always be bold and speak the truth. If you'd like to help us support J Six families as they're released from jails and prisons, please check out the Elijah Fund. You can find that on our website a the number four justice dot org slash t e f. Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing, a direct assault on the U.S. Constitution and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states, working with lawyers, legal scholars, and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org.